You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Acts 4, Pastor did uh, take a, a poll uh, here in church and asked who came straight from work and, and who hadn't eaten dinner, dinner yet, and that uh, kind of convicted me a little bit. Just because the past couple times that I've preached, I've really focused on food, and uh, I've gone in, I've gone in some to very uh, you know delicious details and all that. But I will refrain tonight uh, from doing so. Uh, that way, uh, I don't have three strikes and I'm and I'm out kind of thing. So anyway, I may have to uh, talk about my favorite beverage uh, being coffee tonight, and I'll just allude to that just just briefly. That's not the same thing as food, so please don't get mad at me for that. Uh, coffee will not fill you up, it does not nourish you, um, but it does give you some energy, and, you, and I do thoroughly enjoy drinking it. So uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit here, but bear with me, we're going to start in verse 1 of Acts chapter 4, and I'd like to go through this chapter and focus on one phrase in particular, and I'll let you know when we get to it, but in verse number 1, the Bible says, Acts chapter 4, and as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Now this is Peter and John who had just healed uh, an impotent man. He could not walk and now uh, by uh, the, the miracle through Jesus' name he can uh, walk again. And uh, the people just really were amazed by this, this power and they started praising Peter and John for this power. And they said, no, uh, let's redirect uh, your attention to Jesus because he's the one who did it. Uh, and as they were uh, uh, meeting with these people here, as they spake unto the people, the priests, captains of the temple, and Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto uh, the next day, for it uh, was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. Man, 5,000 getting saved just by hearing uh, the testimony of Peter and John. And in verse 5, And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes, uh, we can uh, call this the Sanhedrin, uh, and Annas, uh, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem." When they had set them in the midst, can you imagine be, putting, uh, be put in the middle of the room and all these people who hate your guts are looking at you? And, uh, and they asked, by what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even uh, by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had what? Been with Jesus. 
They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And tonight, I'd like to focus on that phrase in particular, they had been with Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to preach. I pray that tonight as we uh, ask you to, to meet with us, we ask you with open hearts to allow us to receive your word tonight with gladness. And uh, God, I pray that uh, you would uh, mold us and shape us and uh, allow us to make some decisions for you, maybe to rekindle a desire to do more for you, to live more for you. And as we focus on this of uh, spending time with you, I pray that you'd use it in Jesus' name. Amen. They've been with Jesus. They, the, the rulers, the high priests, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, they all took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. And could I ask you a very simple question tonight? Can others see that you have been with Jesus? That's the question. Do you remember in Exodus where uh, Moses, he was up in, in Mount Sinai? Uh, uh, for 40 days and 40 nights, and when he came back down that second time, uh, the Bible says that, G, uh, that, that Moses' face shone, right, in Exodus chapter 34, and it was because he had spent time with God. It was evident that Moses was face to face with God for 40 days and 40 nights, and can others see that we have been with Jesus is the question. Now, uh, I get to the coffee part. I love coffee. And uh, I am not this way, I don't think. I guess I, I, you should ask my wife this. But uh, there are some coffee drinkers that uh, in the morning, if they do not have their morning cup of joe, they are just terrors, right? They can't, they can't make uh, decisions without just being extremely mad or irritated, right? Is, is there anybody that, that would dare say they're like that? Okay, there's a few. Okay, all right. And, uh, and for those that need their morning coffee, it's pretty obvious that they've not had their coffee in the morning uh, when they are like that, right? Um, but as followers of Christ, it is imperative and it is so important that we spend time with Jesus. I know that's a, a novel uh, idea, uh, just a, a remarkable comment, but for followers of Christ, it's important for us to follow Christ. It's important for us to spend time with Jesus. Uh, we need Jesus in our day to ensure we spend our day like a follower of Christ. Uh, when we get up and we go about our business and we don't take time to spend with Jesus, well, it's going to be evident. It will be evident. We must understand that there is a very basic law of influence. That whoever we spend time with, that's who's going to influence us. Um, I, I say this to our teens, but who you hang out with is who you, who you will be. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Uh, Paul um, encourages the, the Philippians in, in chapter uh, 2, uh, verse 5. He said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We've got to make time with Jesus because that's who, as followers of Christ, man, that's, that's who we need to emulate. That's who we need to pattern our lives after. That's who we need to draw our strength and draw uh, uh, um, our, our blessings and, and our boldness from. We're going to get into uh, that tonight. But Peter and John responded to those rulers in verse 20. Uh, I want to continue down here. It says, For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. They couldn't help it. What they have seen and what they have heard, the time that they spent with the Lord, that was what they, they couldn't help it. They just had to speak. They just had to tell somebody. They had to go about, and that's what they were doing this whole time. Remember in Matthew chapter 2, 
uh, in verse 10, the, the wise men, when they saw this star that went right above where Jesus was born, what, what did they do? They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And they couldn't help but tell everybody else about it. Remember when uh, Mary and, and, and the other Mary, uh, Mary, mother of Jesus, and, and Mary uh, Magdalene there at the, at the tomb that uh, Sunday morning when Jesus rose from the grave and, and the angel told them what had happened, that Jesus isn't here but he's risen, how, how they ran back to town to tell the disciples because they were just so excited, a little bit uh, fearful too, uh, just they didn't quite understand what was going on at the time, but they just had to go and tell. And that, for Peter and John, what they saw and heard compelled them to speak about it. In a very general sense, though, I think we also have to acknowledge that uh, as we talk about influence, as we talk about what we spend our time doing, um, in, in the general sense, what we see and what we hear is going to influence us. It's going to uh, be what our mind focuses on. It's going to be what we dwell on uh, throughout the day. Uh, so... If we spend too much time watching the news, guess what? The news is going to influence you. Uh, spending too much uh, time uh, maybe looking at the vote counts in, in, uh, in the presidential role, man, that's, that is going to consume you. And sometimes we just got to step back and have faith. And I'm talking to myself tonight because I'm one of those. Um, but we tend to talk about it and think about it regularly, whatever we spend time doing. Um, I, Emma, at this point, she's just learning to walk, and uh, she's got it down pretty good. And uh, uh, Michael, uh, her older brother, as, as we know, he, he is uh, three years old, and uh, he, he and Emma are best buddies. I mean, they, they just, they play all the time together, and uh, Emma, you know, she likes to copy Michael. She likes to do what he's doing. And Michael just recently got uh, interested in superheroes, all right? Captain America and, and Iron Man and, and how Iron Man shoots out uh, a beam from his hands. And, and uh, so he'll do that just to play with them. And he'll go, and, and you know what Emma does? You know, she'll do it too. And, and it's just very cute. But uh, Emma is, is wanting to follow whatever Michael does. Man, if, if Michael uh, screams a little bit, and Emma thinks that's funny. She screams too. And then all of a sudden, they're both screaming. And it's like you can't have a conversation at all in the room anymore because uh, they're just having a good time screaming at each other for fun. Um, but, but they spend time together. They rub off on each other. They influence each other. And uh, therefore, we understand this thing of influence. All right? Do others, though, do others know that you've been with Jesus? Enough to where, okay, Jesus has influenced your life. Do they know you spent time with him on a personal level? You've gotten alone with him and, and have a personal relationship with him. I'm not talking about getting on Facebook Live and, and doing your, your personal devotions on Facebook Live so everybody, everybody knows, Let, I'm doing my devotions now, okay? Um, no, not like that. But have you spent time with God enough to where people, I'm talking about lost people, talking about your employer, I'm talking about just random people you pass by, where they'll take knowledge and say, oh, they've been with Jesus. There's something different about them. I want to give you tonight, that was all introduction, and, and I'll come uh, give you uh, very quick points tonight, but I'm going to cover evidences that you've been with Jesus. Based off of Acts chapter 4, what, what are some evidences that Peter and John had been with Jesus? And as we look more into the church as well, Number one, if you're taking notes, number one evidence is uh, boldness. And we saw that as Peter and John are boldly uh, proclaiming Christ. 
Um, it, it, was, it was okay. You know, it, it wasn't too bad when, when they were saying, uh, be it known unto you all in verse 10, and uh, to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they could have stopped there and said, well, th that's who we do it by. And then they went on and said, whom you crucified. Yeah, the, the one you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is that stone that you set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And just to take it a step further, neither is there, there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That was the boldness of Peter and John. That was the boldness, the fearlessness, and the confidence that they had, not because of themselves, and they were just their self-esteem was at 99%, so they were just ready to go. Uh, no, they, they got their boldness from a supernatural source, and that was Jesus Christ. They had something to preach about. They had something to be bold about because they knew the power that lied in Jesus' name. They spoke with effectiveness and authority. That's, that's what uh, bewildered uh, these rulers here. That's what be bewildered the Sanhedrin. They marveled. They couldn't believe it. Wait, wait, wait a second. These, these people are... Uh, unlearned and they're ignorant. How in the world are they speaking so persuasively? How in the world are, are, is it so effective and they're speaking with power and with boldness? And it was because their evidence that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Notice, though, that uh, the authority Jesus had, and uh, I'm going to read to you Mark chapter 1 and verse 22. Uh, the Bible says about Jesus that they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Uh, Jesus set the example. Jesus was the one who had the authority. And now as uh, his disciples and now his apostles had spent time with him, it was very evident. It was very evident that the authority that Jesus had, now uh, the disciples were reflecting that authority. And they could preach with power and with boldness simply because uh, that was Jesus. They could believe in Jesus, the Son of God, who had the power to do the things that they witnessed. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you, a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience, uh, conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as e of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. The Bible says we ought to be bold. We ought to be prepared, ready to give an answer. Let's not be timid with the things of Christ. If someone asks you the hope that, uh, what, what's, why are you so different? Why, why is there a hope in you that I don't have? We, that's not a time to be timid and say, well, you know, uh, let, let me get to know you first, and then I'll tell you about Jesus. No, that, that's the time to be bold in Christ. Man, to, 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 to take a stand and just share the gospel, the power of God. So we have boldness. Number two, evidence that you've been with Jesus is worship. Worship. A direct result of spending time with Jesus is knowing who to give the glory when the blessings come down. After Peter and John were released, uh, literally they could not deny anything that they did. It was just, okay, well, the, the most we could do is just don't, don't talk in his name anymore. Just don't do it, okay? I, I don't know what we're going to do, but just don't do it, all right? We can't stop you. I mean, we can't deny what happened, but just don't do it anymore. Well, Peter and John were released. They went back to their church, and what did they have? They had a prayer meeting. They sure did. Their prayer was, though not to deliver them from future troubles and trials, and to spare them from any uh, rocky roads ahead, 
But yet their prayer was centered on the worship and praise of God for who he is and for all that he did for them. Uh, notice with me there, Acts chapter 4, and we're looking at verse 23. The Bible says here in uh, verse 23, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has uh, said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Uh, the kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth, against uh, thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word." By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the, thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, what happened? The place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and spake the word of God with boldness. Now, not only were Peter and John bold in Christ, but now it spread throughout the whole church. Man, they were all bold in Christ because uh, as they glorified and as they worshiped God for what he had done and, and uh, all that he had blessed them with and protecting them now, they glorified God for, for what he had done in their life. And when we do that, could I say we can experience that boldness as well in Christ. It all depends on our focus. Giving him all the glory and praise as due to his name. Number three. Number three, we, uh, we find in uh, verse 24, says there, When they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. This next evidence of being with Jesus is unity. Unity, a oneness. Acts 2.46 says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking of bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. We see in uh, verse 32 of chapter 4, we see, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. We see also uh, that the Apostle Paul uh, to the, the church in Rome, the church in Corinth, to the church in Philippi, he had uh, admonished them uh, to be of one mind. Because unity, Christ is the one that brings the unity. Christ is the one who is the unifier. We know that God is not a respecter of persons. We know that as, as we see, uh, it doesn't matter what your race is, what your background is, what your reputation is, or what you've done in the past. If you accept Christ for who He is, He's going to accept you for who you are. We understand that, that we are sinners in need of a Savior. When we acknowledge that, Christ is the one that welcomes us in. He unifies us together as the body of believers. You know, when we talk about unity as a church, we ought to have unity. And I'm so thankful to be in a church that has unity. Unless there's something I don't know about. Man, we have a church that is of one accord. And we praise the Lord, man, for, for what he's done in, in Victory Baptist Church, through the ministries of Victory Baptist Church. It's just amazing to look back at what he's done. And as, uh, as we talk about future plans and what's uh, going to go on in 2021, I tell you what, it's just even more exciting to see what God is going to do in Victory Baptist Church. 
And it's not because of the building. It's not because of an organization named Victory Baptist Church Incorporated. It's because of the people. It's because of, of uh, us as a church family working together with unity, with one accord, uh, working together with one mind, with singleness of heart, with, with, with as one soul, literally as one body working together. And I'm so thankful that we are that uh, as, a, as a church family, Victory Baptist Church. Spending uh, time with Jesus, though, it also brings unity not only to us as a church, but if we go outside the box a little bit, it also brings unity to your schedule, to your personal life and what you do on a daily basis. If you start your day with the Lord, guess what? He's going to allow everything else to just fall in place. It's going to move like clockwork. Believe me, I've tried it. I, I've, I've tried both things. I've tried starting my day with the Lord, and uh, man, it's just been great. It seems like, uh, you know, everything, uh, n not, not every day is perfect, but I'm saying my schedule, it just seems like everything worked better that way. I've also tried the other way, and uh, whether I say I forgot to, to read my Bible in the morning or, or whatever excuse I could come up with, and it just seemed that day just didn't really go the way uh, it, it should have, you know? And it's all because if we start time uh, with the Lord in the morning. And if we spend that time that God needs, uh, or th that we need with God, guess what? He's going to allow that, that unifying of the schedule. He's going to allow that schedule to go, go by like it should, and how God's uh, intended for your day to go if we put it in His hands and His control, not our own. Not only does uh, spending time with Jesus bring unity to our schedule and to our church, but hey, it also brings unity to your family. You ever tried unifying your family around this book, spending some time together as a, as a family? It's amazing what the Word of God does to unify. I was just talking with, uh, with my parents the other night, uh, my wife and I were, and uh, the kids were off playing, and they, they come by on FaceTime, and you know we, we, uh, we talk with them, but um, we were just talking about growing up, and my mom uh, had, had reminded me how you know, it, growing up, going, uh, we, we started homeschooling uh, in high school and, and had a little bit more time to do so. But uh, we would start every morning at the kitchen table around the Word of God. We'd take time reading it, uh, kind of like a popcorn reading scripture, and we, we would go around and each read a verse and go in rotation, and, and we'd pray together. And, you know, that was something that helped me. That's something that, that I remember. And I know that, that, that it helped me, uh, well... If I was struggling with reading or my sister was struggling with reading, guess what? Uh, as we continue to read the Word of God, it's just amazing how even the reading skill just goes up. It's amazing what God can do as He brings a family together through the Word of God and it unifies your family. Unity. Charity is my next one, and I'm moving quickly. Look at uh, verse 32. It says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as much as, uh, for as, much as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. If we were to read that on the surface level, you were to think, man, does the Bible support socialism? What's going on here? Well, that's, that's not the case. We, we understand that socialism, uh, that, that, that takes a, a government making a command and forcing you to do something, but we see here that the church, the church here in, in chapter 4, man, they, they were of oneness, of singleness of heart. Man, they self selflessly gave out of a love for their church member. 
to meet the needs of the church. And we can see here that as, as they had charity, that was an evidence of spending time with the Lord. That was an evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's one of the blessings that we, as a church family, man, we could see a need and we can meet a need. And, and, and we could help one another and lift one another up and encourage one another. And that's, that's the Lord that does that. That's the Lord that allows that to happen. And it's all because of an evidence of spending time with the Lord. Uh, charity is giving selflessly to meet the needs of someone else. They took care of each other. Uh, number five, power. That's an evidence of spending time with Jesus. Look at verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. There is power, can I say, in Jesus' name. Amen. There is power. Uh, Acts 1.8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in uh, Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. There's power in Jesus' name. Uh, that word power in the Bible is de uh, derived from a Greek word, uh, dunamis. Dunamis, that's the same word we get dynamite from. And uh, if we think of it this way, it's power, right? Pow, power. No, like a comic. Okay, never mind. And so we have uh, power through Jesus' name. Matthew 28, Jesus said, I, uh, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, because all power is given unto me, I want you to go out with that same power and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever, uh, whatsoever I've commanded you. Uh, there's power. And that power is only uh, obtained simply by spending time with Jesus Christ. I believe in Acts chapter 4, and in verse 33, as this great power gave the apostles witness, that was, I believe, how they delivered the message. You know, th there's, there's a way to deliver the gospel, and it's not timidly. There's a way to deliver the gospel, and it's not, well, I, you know, th this might be a help to you, you know, just, if you would, I, I mean... Can I help you explain this to you? I don't want to offend you. I, you know, can I do this for you? Uh, that's not how the uh, disciples here, that's not how the apostles gave the gospel. That's not how the gospels uh, gave the, the, the resurrection of Christ, that story. They gave it with great power. That was their deliverance. That's how they gave the message. Spending time with Jesus gives us that same fervor and desire to go out and to share the gospel with a passion. Realizing, hey, there's people that are lost, dying, and going to a place called hell. And uh, we, we, can, we can talk with them and try to, uh, you know, convince them that, well, you know, without you know, stepping on their toes or anything. But the fact of the matter is, the house is burning down, and let's get them out. Let, let's, let's, let's win them to Jesus by our passion for the lost, our passion to, to live for Christ and to obey Christ and to see the people as they are. Spending time with Jesus will uh, allow us to be able to deliver with power. And this last uh, point I'd like to give, and we'll be done tonight, is an evidence of spending time with God is grace. Grace is favor. The favor of God, in verse 33, it says, And with great power gave apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. I don't know about you, but I want the favor of God in my life. I want to see God's blessing on my life, on, on my family. I want to see God's blessing on the ministry here. And that's only attainable by spending time with the Lord. That's only attainable by spending time with Jesus, the, uh, seeing this grace, this favor of God. 
If you want God's grace on your life, you must spend time with him. But notice here, the church in Jerusalem didn't experience just a little bit of grace, just a little bit of favor. But the church here in Jerusalem, they experienced great, great grace. Thousands of souls were being saved, baptized, added to the church. Uh, it's amazing what God did through this church because they were uh, unified, because uh, they, they, they had the power of God and they had the favor of God uh, on their church and on their lives. Peter, John, the church at Jerusalem, uh, they continued, though, to experience persecution. There was still some rough roads ahead, but yet God's favor was always upon them. Uh, God, God was able to bless them because of their faithfulness and because of their devotion to put God first and to praise Him for who He is and to spend time with the one uh, who gives us the power. We see in, in uh, chapter 8, we won't uh, take time to go there, but uh, in chapter 8, that's when uh, Saul comes on the scene and persecutes the church and persecutes the Christians and throwing them in jail. And you know what, what happened to that church in Jerusalem? Well, there were some, because of the persecution, they, they fled but they didn't just fled to, to hide in a cave somewhere. Man, they left and they started as missionaries going out and starting other churches. Immediately after that persecution and as that church was dispersed and started witnessing outside of Jerusalem, we see the, the account of Philip and, and the Ethiopian eunuch there. And we see how individuals from that church were beginning to, to evangelize the lost in other areas. And God used what seemed to be a terrible persecution uh, being thrown in jail and, and, and whatever else had come their way, God used that, worked, uh, worked it out together for good simply because they were willing to follow God and follow His leading. And none of that would have happened if they, if they wouldn't have spent time with the Lord. It's amazing. It's amazing what God does through those who choose to spend time with Him. And for us, tomorrow, it's a new day. New opportunities. I just wonder if when we go out into our community, you go out to work, go out into this world, I wonder if tomorrow will people know that we spent time with Jesus. People know that it's, there's something different. I want what they have. And it's all up to us starting off our day right. It's all up to us making sure that we spend time with the Lord. And if we spend time with the Lord, now we're going we're gonna to experience God's blessing. We're going to experience all these evidences of spending time with Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.